Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Guiar, and I was raised Catholic. You can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth about the salvation of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel, or good news, that the New Testament brings us. You may be walking around with a false sense of salvation. I pray that as you hear this message today, that you don't just take my word for it, but start reading the Bible and seeking the truth for yourself. Ask God to open your eyes, your mind, and your heart to hear and understand the truth. God bless you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show notes. There, too, you'll find links to my two favorite Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily, and they're both free. As Paul states in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. The episode will begin after this short message. Last year, I got my DNA done, and I, being um, from Puerto Rico and tracing my uh, great-grandparents and ancestry to Spain and Portugal and also doing research for my novel, I knew that um, my DNA had to have a really nice mosaic mixture of, of people there. One of the things that surprised me, well, actually, there were two things that surprised me. One, that I did not have any Roman or Italian DNA in me, considering that um, the Iberian Peninsula was um, part of the Roman Empire for many decades. Um, I did have 1% Jewish DNA, or European Jewish DNA, or, or the Spanish Jews there are called the Sephardic Jews. And um, I was like really excited because like, oh my gosh, I have the same DNA as Abraham and Jesus. Kind of got me thinking differently about the Old Testament. So I started reading uh, the Bible again, and I've read through it several times. Um, but I now with thinking, well, oh, I have 1% Jewish DNA in me. I'm seeing what the people of Israel went through in a new light. So, of course, I start with the book of Genesis, which is a fine start. But once through Exodus, you hit the boring books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But with the help of the free Bible study app, which I've mentioned before through the word, one thing stood out for me, purity. So the question today is, are you pure enough to get into heaven? Or are you good enough to get into heaven? A lot of people say, well, I'm a good person, but are you good enough? The people of Israel 
back in the Old Testament days, had to purify themselves before entering the tabernacle to present their sacrificial offerings of a burnt animal, grain, a peace offering, a sin, and a guilt offering. Even the animals sacrificed had to be pure with no blemishes or defects. God had handed down the Ten Commandments to the people through Moses, and that's all found in Exodus 20. Being human, the people were fallible, and God knew this. God gave us free will. He, told, he gave us the rules for life in the Ten Commandments, but he also gave us free will. He told us the difference between good and bad. And we're supposed to, we were supposed to do this. But people are human and fallible. But to uh, go into the tabernacle, even people with skin diseases like leprosy, which was very common back then, had to wait to be healed, then wait some more before they could bathe themselves to be pure enough to go into the tabernacle. In Leviticus, God tells Moses what the people need to do to atone for their sins. Moreover, they had to do this regularly as a designated time. Now, that kind of reminds me of growing up Catholic and having to go to confession every Saturday, after, especially after I, I did my first communion, um, to be able to then receive communion Sunday morning and Mass. Um, and it's, it's kind of the same thing because you have to go to confession and the priest has to give you your penance and you have to say your Hail Marys and Our Fathers and the Acts of Contrition and all that stuff, however many, many he tells you to do. Um, so you're pure enough, you're, you're holy enough to receive communion on Sunday. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fine. And it, and it is very similar to what the Jewish people did back then. But what about heaven? The hope and promise that Christian believers have is their ticket to heaven, where we'll go the moment we die. As it says in um, the book of Revelation, chapter 21, which this is like my favorite passage in the Bible because it's, it's all about the hope that we have. Um, in, in believing in Jesus Christ. It's Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look! God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with, him, with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, that's Jesus, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, it's talking to John, um, the apostle that's writing all this down, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
to all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. That is so beautiful, and I'm really looking forward to the no pain part. This old, broken world will be gone, and we will be living in paradise. The world's brokenness started with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when they disobeyed God's simple rule to not eat from one tree. As Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, 18 through 19, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. Because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. And then in the book of Revelation, in that same chapter 21, we have the list of people who's not getting into heaven. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, all liars, their fate is the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now that's Jesus speaking. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Over in Psalms 24, verses 3 through 6, it's written, Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Jesus says at the end of the book of Revelation, in chapter 22, verses 14 through 15, Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love or live a lie. Now, why did God give us laws and told us to obey them? Paul explains that in Romans 5, verses 20 to 21. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm going to be doing a podcast on grace uh, coming up, so subscribe so you don't miss out. But here's a big question that I want to ask you, and I want you to really stop and think about it. You can even hit pause here and ponder this. Do you have a false sense of salvation? The sad thing is that many people who profess to be a Christian, who 
think that they're Christian, who think that they're Christian because they go to a Christian church every Sunday, are walking around with a false sense of salvation. And it was like that for a long, long time for me. And if you go back to the first, second, and third podcasts in my series here, you can listen to my personal testimony. I have went from, uh, from being a Catholic to being a prodigal, um, from being a prodigal to being a progressive or a halfway Christian, and then from halfway Christian to a true born-again believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And it was a long, it was, it was a long journey, but we, you know, I made it. <laughs> I found out the truth. I discovered the truth. My eyes were opened. Uh, and there's a video in my blog, which the link is in the show notes also, uh, for a video um, that answers the question, you know, that talks about, are you sure you're going to heaven? Uh, actually, there's a couple of videos. The other one is, um, how much is enough to get into heaven? And basically, we all know we are sinners. If you're Catholic, if you're a Christian, if you're progressive, because we, we know we sin. We, we sin every time we tell a lie or exaggerate in a story, um, you know, when we, uh, you know, steal something, ignore something, even adultery. Adultery is the, the, the biggest one that everybody does. Uh, you know, who doesn't look at somebody of the opposite sex with lust? Come on. Um, watching television or a movie or even just walking down the street, you know, so we are sinners. And the thing is, is that we don't have to worry if we trust in Jesus because Jesus paid it all. As it says in Psalms 103.12, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Now think about that, as far as the east is from the west. Imagine a globe of the world. If you travel north to the North Pole and keep heading in the same direction, you'll eventually be going south towards the South Pole. But if you go east, you'll be traveling east forever and never be going west. You never reach the west. You'll still be going east. And when Jesus died on the cross, he was sinless. He was pure. Yet God put all of our sins on him so that once and for all we need made pure by his blood that's god's saving grace god's saving grace we don't have to do anything to earn it just believe repent and be baptized It says Romans 5.21, so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, I'm not asking you to stop going to your church right away. I'm just asking you to think about it, to step back, to start reading the Gospels, download the Bible study, uh, the, the Bible app, um, which that has uh, the Bible in all different, it even has Catholic Bibles in there. Um, but I really like the, the Bible study app through the Word because it goes through each chapter of the Bible and really explaining it and what it really means. Um, and 
um, you want to you want to ask Jesus to unveil the truth to you as you read the as you read through the Bible, and that's really important because um, uh, uh, I talked about epiphany a few podcasts ago. You want that aha moment when you realize. Oh, Jesus died for me. I, I can be saved. I can have my ticket for heaven for sure, and I don't have to be worried uh, if I die before I go make it to the confessional. You know, and that's one thing that's that's an assurance. Um, it's a guarantee that once you accept Jesus into your heart, that you are saved and you have your ticket to heaven, and nobody can take it away from you. God bless you, and we'll see you in another episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it's got you thinking. Please feel free to follow me. And if you have any questions, contact me via my website, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. The links to my social profiles are in the show notes. I want to leave you with this prayer from Psalm 40, verse 16. Heavenly Father, may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great! Soli Deo Gloria, only to God be the glory.